So grateful to be together as always. We invite you to let us know who you are, how we can be in touch with you. There's several ways to do that. There's the hospitality pad at the end of your pews. There's a QR code you can use. And for those of us joining us online, wherever you may be, there's a link that you can click on. Please read through the bulletin and various communications for the ministries of our church that are ongoing and new, one of which is this Wednesday, Dr. House Bible Study, bi-weekly Bible study uh, is this Wednesday. We hope that you can join us. Friends, it is good that we are here gathered in this place. May you encounter the presence of God. Let us continue to prepare our hearts for worship.
invite you to continue standing as you are able as we confess our Christian faith and the faith of the Christian church through the Apostles' Creed found in your book, on your uh, hymnal, 881. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. gracious to forgive whenever we come before him to confess our sins I invite you to turn your attention to our bulletin as we pray the prayer of confession together let us pray gracious God our sins are too heavy to carry too real to hide to hidden even to realize and too deep to undo forgive what we hesitate to name what our hearts can no longer bear Set us free from a past that we cannot change. Open us to a future in which we can be changed. And grant us grace to grow into your likeness. Amen. Here's the good news. Christ died for us while we are all yet still sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Old Testament reading is 1 Samuel, chapter 3, beginning with the first verse. Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord under Eli, and the word of the Lord was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision. At that time, Eli's eyesight had begun to grow dim. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down within the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called, Samuel, Samuel, and he said, Here I am, and ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call, lie down again. 
So he went and lay down, and the Lord called again, Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son, lie down again. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down once more, and the Lord came, called, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I am about to do a thing in Israel, at which the two ears of everyone that hears will tingle. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. One of the special things about the Old Testament is the way that uh, God speaks to and uses children. You don't have to become grown up. Uh, this particular story uh, took place at a place called uh, Shiloh. Archaeologists have uncovered it uh, fairly recently. We can go and visit. Uh, I took our high school seniors there. Uh, Sam is with us uh, last summer. It was great. Uh, stone remains, beautiful scenery around the mountainside and all. It's really uh, lovely. Uh, it's the place where uh, Hannah came and prayed so intently that Eli thought that she was drunk, but no, she was just had so much anguish in her soul. And then she has this little boy, Samuel, and she gives him back to the Lord. Instead of keeping him for herself, she gives him back to the Lord, and he's serving with Eli there. He's just a little boy, and he hears a voice during the night, and he comes in with a question. You called me? Kids questions are always uh, amazing. Uh, sometimes uh, kids bring questions to you, and, and, and I feel the parent, the parental anxiety, like, go talk to Dr. Howell. You have to get the answer. What we want is not for kids to have the answer. We want kids to raise more questions, more and more questions. I had a parent uh, just recently come and say, the teacher at my kid's school said that God created the world in six literal days. We don't believe that in our house. Can my child come and talk to you? I'm going to do the space program this week. We'll talk about such things. What we want is for kids in their souls to be full of awe and wonder. Actually, as adults, we need to cultivate our awe and our wonder. And if we cultivate our awe and our wonder, we become the kind of people who are willing and happy to say, speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. I love that. So often we think prayer is we ask God for favors. Dear God, please do this. Please do this. Oh, Lord, hear my prayer. I have a list. Prayer isn't so much having a list. It is listening. I was so proud of that this week. <laughs> I never do things like that. It just instead of a list, it's listening. Instead of saying, Lord, hear my prayer, here's my list, we say, Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. It's about God's call. Uh, Jonathan Sachs, before he died, wrote about Abraham and said, Abraham showed us that 
uh, God isn't just the maker of all things, and God isn't just the one that helps you when you're in trouble, and God isn't just the one that has rules and you break them or you don't, and God forgives you if you break them. Instead, God is someone who calls you. God calls you to live a certain kind of life, to be a certain kind of person, to go and do this and not do that with your whole life. God calls you to do something this afternoon, next week. God is a God who calls. How lovely that God cares enough to call us and not just leave us here. God cares enough to say, you matter. Your life can have divine meaning. You can be part of something far larger than yourself. This is the Martin Luther King weekend. Uh, I love uh, uh, two nighttime moments for Martin Luther King. You know, one was um, his house had just been firebombed early in 1956, and he was getting threatening phone calls from the KKK every night, and he hadn't wanted to be a civil rights warrior anyway, and so he was just tempted to give up, and at midnight he got up, he couldn't sleep, he made a cup of coffee. And he said that he heard God speak to him and said, continue to fight for righteousness and justice. I will never leave you alone. You are never alone. The other midnight thing, one of his best sermons is called A Knock at Midnight. He first preached it in 1958, but then preached it a number of other times in the rest of his life. The Knock at Midnight, the sermon the digest of it is so good. He said, we are in the midnight in the social order. He said there are rumors of discontent all around the globe. We're at the midnight of the psychological order. People are more anxious than they have ever been. And he said we're in the midnight of the moral order. Nobody can distinguish right from wrong any longer, and so we're actually creating a nation of moral cowards. Ouch. He could have written that for 2023. He said, and during that midnight, it is interrupted by a knock. There is someone outside, it's Jesus' story of the knock at the door at midnight. And this person outside, what we're all craving is, he says, we want the bread of faith. We want the bread of hope. We want the bread of love. We need that bread, especially the love one is interesting to me. Martin Luther King did something that I have not heard much in my adult lifetime is that in the public square, he said, let us love. Do you hear this today from either of our political parties? Let us love one another. Love is the solution to what ails us. Martin Luther King knew how to talk about love. We need to listen to God's call as we never have before. It's for young people. Part of church is for young people to hear God's calling, uh, parents who come. I don't know what their dreams are for their children. They'll grow up, they'll be happy, they'll have fun, they'll make money. Our dream here for parents is that our children will grow up, they'll hear God's call. And they can look at their life and say, I, I have responded to God's call with my life. It applies to all ages, all ages, all individuals, all families, all friend groups, even for our church because what we heard in 1 Samuel 3 is that the word was rare in those days. I would say actually God, the listening was rare in those days. There was no frequent vision in those days. There was no frequent looking in those days. It says that Eli's eyesight had grown dim. I mean, he was the priest. He was supposed to be the leader. He could not see any longer. The vision for God in those days was dim. It sounds like our day, and yet there are moments of hope that break through. 1 Samuel 3 says, the lamp of God, though, had not yet gone out. There are little signs of hope. I don't know if you know Will Timms. Will doesn't come to this service very often. 
He's down in Church of the Round, then he comes over here at 11, and sometimes at special services, he plays the piano. Will is blind, and I love, not that he plays the piano, I love the way he plays the piano. He just cannot sit on the bench still while he's playing. He's up and down like this, and just the biggest smile on his face. There is so much joy in Will. It's a sign for us that the lamp of God has not gone out. Think about our high school seniors that I took to Israel, and they've gone off to college now. The lamp of God has not gone out. Those guys are out there already making a difference in the world. Our United Methodist Church as a denomination is uh, on the verge of a big conference. Uh, we don't know what all is going to happen, but at least a lot of us are praying that this will be the day that it will be a great sign of God doing some new thing. What did 1 Samuel 3 say? <laughs> at, the, at the sound of it, everyone's ears will tingle. We are about to open our new building. I led some people through tours uh, of it this week. It's an absolutely fabulous building, but it's not like, wow, we got a great building. The point of the building is that God's going to do great things through that building. The community is going to look at us and say, not, oh, they're a great church, but instead the community will look at us and say, there must be a God. The lamp of God has not gone out. Even in the midnight of this world in which we find ourselves, there actually is love. There actually is a God of love. There actually is a God of love. We're building a neighborhood of homes over near the airport. So lovely. The lamp of God has not gone out. Friends, it's all up to us being willing to be still, to be quiet, instead of waiting till we're in trouble and saying, Lord, here's my list, instead of constantly saying, speak. Lord, your servant is listening. Thanks be to God. Let us prepare our hearts for prayer. God of all life and each life, today we remember before you people living face to face with war and violence, in places where hatred has been stirred up and fear stalks people on their streets. We pray for all those who are displaced by conflict, seeking refuge among us or in camps or in communities around the world. God, speak a word of peace and embrace all of us with your love. Lord, in your mercy. Oh God, we remember before you today people facing discrimination and social prejudice each and every day of their lives. Those who are bullied at school, at work, or in their own home and those who are made ashamed of who they are. God, speak to us a word of dignity and embrace all of us with your love. Lord, in your mercy. O oh Lord, we remember before you people facing illness and suffering in their lives this day. We remember those who struggle with disabilities and lack 
access for needed resources and services. We remember those who struggle with mental health needs, those who battle depression and anxiety, and those who just suffer the ordinary loss of life. And because they do, they grieve. God, speak to us a word of healing and embrace all of us with your love. Lord, in your mercy. And finally, Lord, in this season of epiphany, when we celebrate your life breaking into the world, may the light of Christ lead us to embrace all people with your love, your grace, and your compassion. For it is in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Your offerings make possible the many ministries of this church. Without them, nothing would get done. So in advance of your giving, thank you on behalf of the lives you'll touch. Softly and tenderly 
may the gifts we offer today serve your purposes in your church and in the world, bringing light and hope to all. For the sake of Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray, amen. to our Lord's table. All are welcome at our Lord's table. Jesus wants all of us to come, all of us to be welcome. Anybody who has a pulse, anybody who needs the mercy of God, we gather together. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, we'll begin with our prayers of consecration. You can find uh, our sung responses. Our singers will lead us, uh, beginning on page 17 at the front of your hymnal. Uh, after we do that and the leaders receive, the ushers will guide you in coming forward. You can receive at one of two stations standing. Somebody will hand you a piece of bread. You dip it gently into the cup. Return to your seat by way of the outside aisle. You can receive kneeling if you would like. We also have a uh, gluten-free and COVID-friendly packet if you would like that as well. So friends, uh, let us with great expectation join together in the great Thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You created all things and called them good. You made us in your image. Even when we rebelled against your love, you made covenant with us to be our God and our King. You spoke to us through your holy prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending and blessed is your son Jesus Christ by the baptism of his suffering death and resurrection you gave birth to your church delivered us from slavery to sin and death and made with us a new covenant by water and the spirit on the night in which the Lord Jesus gave himself up for us he gave thanks to you and then he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. 
For this is the cup of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we might be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory are yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. confidence of the children of God, let us boldly pray together as our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come.
Friends, would you join with me now in the prayer after communion, which you'll find printed in your bulletin. Let us pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
friends, let me ask you to be seated for just a moment. I would like to uh, invite Jim Deal and Craig Fisher. Craig, come on. <laughs> to come forward. Jim, come on up here. The most important two guys on the worship service are never seen. All right. These are two uh, great men that heard God's call and came. This is sadder than I thought it was going to be coming to this point today. Uh, Jim Deal and Craig Fisher. Uh, Ten years ago, a decade ago, we hired uh, Jim. Uh, Craig came, started volunteering, we started paying him seven years ago. And uh, they were legends uh, in the audiovisual industry before they got here. I'd worked with them uh, many years ago, even when I was in Davidson. They have just done you know, one fabulous job for us. Uh, if you think especially our online reach extending during COVID, just making magical things happen. Uh, Jim and Craig, you've treated this as a real ministry, as a real calling from God. Uh, you haven't treated it as a job, you've treated us as your family. And we are so, so very grateful as you come to retire today. Uh, I wanted to give you like a bouquet of flowers, but instead uh, what I can say is that uh, we have a plaque that is in production. It's not ready yet, but it will be. And the plaque uh, begins a little bit humorously with a paraphrase of Romans chapter 10. How will they believe in whom they have never heard? And how will they hear without the sound guys? <laughs> With deep appreciation to Jim Deal and Craig Fisher for a decade of faithful service to God and to Myers Park United Methodist Church. Friends, uh, join me in congratulating. Would you stand now for our benediction? And now may the grace of our risen Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of us both now and forevermore. Mm -hmm.